This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're with Sharmila Ganesan and Lee Chui Lin. Tonight, a new initiative aimed to make food more affordable for people in need. So we're talking, of course, about Menu Rahma, which offers meals at five ringgit each. First, we'll be catching up with Datuk Wira Amir Ali Maidin, who's part of the initiative. And then later on, broadly, how can we manage food costs, especially as they continue to go up? So tell us, are you eating out less these days? And when you do eat out, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And today we're talking about, uh, or rather the starting point for our conversation is Menu Rahma, uh, which is um, going to be offered at 15,000 food premises nationwide, meals at five ringgit each. The initiative was launched just a few days ago on the 31st of January with the aim of providing the less fortunate with a balanced meal. So, um, really, that's what we're going to try and look at today and to, um, I suppose, help us understand how this works from the uh, provider's point of view. Uh, we have joining us Dato Wira Amir Ali Maidin, Managing Director of Maidin. Dato, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Menu Rahma was launched earlier this week. 15,000 restaurants nationwide are offering the menu nationwide. You're involved in the initiative as well. Could you talk to us about what the process was like before the launch? I think our... Minister Yang Berhormat Datuk Si Salahuddin, he called for a meeting uh, because after this uh, YB Rafizi saying that uh, prices should actually go down because uh, supposedly in his opinion, and I want to repeat in his opinion and not in our opinion, barang mentah dah turun harga, which I think is wrongly so, right? Because prices uh, seriously have gone up, gone up, uh, costs. Everything has gone up. Uh, so we were all shocked, of course, when we heard about this. Uh, I think uh, then our KPD minister, because basically prices sometimes concerns the ministry more than anything else, called for a meeting uh, among the restaurants, the, the stakeholders, to see what were the issues. So the, the whole session, actually, uh, very cleverly managed by our minister, uh, all of us were given the opportunity to... Meluahkan perasaan, I say, cannot lah, this is high, this is this, everything is going up. And he listened very attentively. After half an hour of all of us making all those, we can't do this. He said, how can we work together? We understand your problems. I'm not telling you to reduce your prices. But let's be fair to some of the less fortunate, the B40s primarily. We've got about 150,000 miskin cigar. Uh, Mr. Tekar, Mr. Tekar. So how, how, how do we help them? Uh, can you do uh, a menu of, say, five ringgit? Uh, so I think it was very, very well managed, seriously, where he twisted our anger and frustration <laughs> uh, to say, how can we work this together? Uh, politician par excellence, I would say. 
right? So, uh, of course, then, uh, because he asked us so nicely, right? And he said, no, tell me how we can do this. So I think uh, all of us came back and said, okay, we discussed. I mean, we were talking out loud. He said, okay, fine. So I, I said, okay, uh, being the owner there myself, I said, how about I take undertaking that uh, Maidin will do it at 40 and 90 cents, okay? Uh, and we'll give uh, the chicken, uh, fish, and whatever we can. And he was happy with that. And of course, uh, I think pressure mounts when somebody says, I will do it. Then the Prisma president was there and said, okay, we will also do it. Uh, and then, of course, the Tomian people say, hey, we have been, always been doing this. They call it Nasi Bujang. You know, I'm sure we can do this. So I think all of us worked together. And um, I'm very grateful that the minister came to Maidin uh, to do the launch just about two days ago. We have got excellent response uh, from the public and, of course, thanking the media for, for making it uh, well known to everybody. Uh, response is excellent. Uh, do we make money out of it? No. Uh, it's a good marketing effort to drive customers in. You know. So talk to us then about the menu itself, right? So you mentioned Nasi Bujang. Uh, what are some of the food items? What can people expect um, being offered up? You know, the minister was very pleased, actually. In his mind, he came with a very simple initiative. He said, can we give them chicken, rice, a vegetable, and a drink mm. at five ringgit? Uh, so, fine. Uh, what we did, we said, I think we can do more than that. So, when we, I say chicken, I'm serious. Huh? It's potong lapan, you know. Not potong dua blast, not potong nang blast. So, you're, you're actually getting that chicken potong lapan at the mama restaurants now. That's what you get normally. So, uh, and the actual pricing of this, uh, which we, we checked when some media people wanted to say, how much does really, uh, if I came, and he came down to my nasi kanda and said, okay, let me order this. So, the, the same chicken, the same vegetable, and the same drink came out to about 11 ringgit, you know. Then I said, well, this is your five ringgit menu, okay. So, we've got chicken. Uh, potong lapan and the chicken can be cooked however you want it whether it's uh, ayam goreng ayam ayam masak lemak ayam pedas you know ayam rendang whatever then we got fish and I specified it's not ikan uh, kembung eh? ikan mm. kembung you know it's very small nowadays right uh, uh, I think fishery department have to look at it the, our resources <laughs> are getting dwindled uh, fishes are getting smaller but we said ikan mabung ikan mabung which is the, the, the bigger version of the ikan kembung and we went one step further. I said, come on, that's not the only two things we can do. So in Maidin Food Court, uh, we roped in all our stalls. Uh, reluctantly, of course, initially. But many, when given the, the explanation, they said, okay, uh, let's, let's do it. So you can get roti john at five ringgit. You can get a bubo for five ringgit. You can get seasoning, which is normally very expensive out there, at five ringgit. Rojak telur, which used to be six, seven ringgit, is also at five ringgit. Uh, so... We had about 25 different types of menu given at five ringgit. And we went another one step further. Uh, you know, my dean, we, we tried to be a bit more creative, a bit more innovative where we can. So we said, okay, what about breakfast then? So, okay, we did everything at $2.50. Cent. You can have a nasi lemak, you want mi hun goreng, mi goreng, koitia goreng, uh, the, the works uh, at $2.50. Uh, then you said, how about some kueh? We did the works again. We said, Three pieces of our normal kueh, I think, you know, outside sometimes 1, 1, 20, 1, 30 nowadays, used to be 20 cents, if I remember correctly. We said three for 250. So you can uh, have a good meal, right? Uh, I think uh, this is something nice. And uh, 
even this, just just now, just half an hour ago, I saw someone, one of my Bumiputra Retailers Organization member, watch up to me. President, I'm joining you in. You know, <laughs> four ninety. I said, wow, that's good. So it's not only the Mama restaurants, it's not only the Tom Yum, it's not only. I I, ho- I hope the Kopitiam people uh, will, will join us and my other colleagues in the hypermarket and supermarket who have their own arti will join us. I'm waiting actually for the fast food people to come up with a five ringgit burger. Unhealthy, I know, but why not? We've got children to feed sometime and they like burgers. How about uh, fried chicken? I won't mention the name because we're on live. But chicken, I think you know what I'm meaning. Five ringgit and a burger, five ringgit. Why not? Uh, uh, they're taking a lot of money out of us. So they should also sacrifice some margin where they should. We're talking about the newly launched menu Rahma, which aims to provide meals for five ringgit and below uh, for people in need. Uh, Maiden is one of the businesses that are part of the 15,000 outlets nationwide that are offering the menu. Um, and so we are speaking with Dato Wira Amir Ali Maiden. If you've got questions for him, send them through. Uh, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let us know also... Are you eating out less these days? Uh, how much does fact? Uh, how much does cost factor into that decision? Send your thoughts through, and we'll be back after this. So keep it here on Inside Story, BFM eighty nine point nine. Beyond frivolous matters, BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is just coming up to 6.17. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are continuing our conversation with Datuwira Amir Ali Maidin, Managing Director of Maidin. We're talking about menu Rahma, meals for five ringgit are being offered at 15,000 different uh, F&B outlets around the country. Uh, Dato, so, uh, well, actually, no, before that, if you have questions for Dato, keep them coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. 332 Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018 889-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, Dato, I wanted to um, get back to that point about costs and keeping costs affordable yet manageable for the businesses, right? Because restaurants will be reducing their profit margin. How were calculations made to accommodate this and what was taken into account? You know, of course, <clears throat> initially, uh, as the minister was talking to us, I was trying to, because I know the prices, I mean, I've been in this business for 40 years, right? I said, uh, nine ringgit per kilo chicken, uh, one, uh, one chicken is uh, two kilos, 18 ringgit, divided by eight, gives you 225. So 225 for the chicken, 50 cents for the rice, that's 275. Then you add 50 cents for the drink, 325. Then you add the, the workmanship, blah, blah. It comes about 350, 375, maximum four ringgit. All right. So when you sell something at five or 490 for that matter, uh, you only make a ringgit. We say, oh, that's a lot of money, right? Uh, well, it's not when you are paying 25,000 rental, mm. your tariff for electricity has gone up uh, tremendously, all right? Uh, wages are going up with the new uh, Employment Act being enforced. So it's difficult, but, but see, they're not giving everything at five ringgit, all right? The idea is to have one affordable meal to make sure that whoever wants to... I think this is very important. Uh, I always feel that uh, the intentions. How can we have anyone in Malaysia go hungry? And we have students who sometimes we, we hear uh, having a teo and, and dry biscuits. I mean, this is terrible, you know? While we are eating, uh, just had a 10-course Chinese New Year meal. 
Uh, so you feel so guilty. Right? I say, I'm sure we can do something for the for, for the needy. And we've got only 150,000 people and there are 332 million people out there. I'm sure all of us can sacrifice something. Yes, uh, margins are affected. Uh, but if you look at it positively, it says that you're helping somebody. And, you know, whichever religion you, you, you belong to, I think, all of us believe that when you help people, God gives it back to you. Some way or another. Some way or another. Maybe it makes you more healthier, <laughs> you know, or more prosperous. I mean, money is not everything in life, right? But I think this is important. Uh, a very good initiative. And you're feeding people, you know. I mean, I think instead of giving things and, uh, you know, uh, let, let, let's feed, feed the poor, which is important. So, especially students and uh, the B40. And I don't think, uh, there was a question, say, well, people take advantage. How do you know which is the B40 and the M40 and the T20? And I've been eating uh, the last two days menu ram, <laughs> you know, uh, with the media. And I said, ah, see, you're taking advantage. I, we are not, we are not. And I don't think people really take advantage, you know. Uh, when you do something, people understand, people understand. So I think uh, it's, it's initiative is that, I mean, there is a loss. There's a loss. I mean, as the portion itself, it's not a loss. But, you know, when you cost this out, uh, actually with the labor cost, or that, it comes to about 650 The five ringgit, which is four, actually, in terms of the product itself, but it comes to about 650 So you do make a loss in that sense of the word. But, uh, I mean, if you add everything else... Uh, the, the good initiative, people know your stores, uh, the publicity behind it. Uh, people tend to come. Uh, I see my day packed today. <laughs> not, I hope not everybody going for Menurama, but packed, seriously. Uh, so why not? Why not? And seriously, uh, you were saying about uh, are people eating out less. I think people are eating out more. Uh, I mean, the, the malls are packed, the mama shops are packed. Everywhere you go is packed. Uh, so I think... Uh, the, the, the right thing the government should be doing is not to control prices, okay? Do not worry. I mean, we are all basically complainers. We complain about everything under the sun. But let market drive the economy. And uh, we have a SASA. We have the target uh, of the B40. We have the data. Let's help them. We are 146, 150,000 people. Let's give them $1,000 a month which is only going to cost you 150 or 1.8 billion a year, take off your 80 billion subsidies. You know, maybe give them $2,000. I, I think that's fine. We are just not spending our money wisely. You know, I think our Prime Minister has said many times that he wants to give SASA, huh? subsidy SASA. Uh, it's happening, I assume, because he has removed the tariff, which makes us very angry, of course, from a business perspective. It's costing me extra $2 million a month just for my deal, a small player industry. But I think uh, we, we, we have to move that way. And that's the only way to move forward so that money that comes, comes to the government is used for development expenditure and not for subsidy. So we have a message from Casey on WhatsApp who says, good work on the Rahma menu, but then asks, how do we sustain this um, 5 or 490 menu for a long time considering prices of fish and chicken fluctuate because of supply issues? You know, prices fluctuate all the time. I think we only look when things are getting expensive. Seriously, for your information, tomato is 8 ringgit 50 cents. <laughs> Sometimes it's 3, 4 ringgit, but... Today is eight fifty. Cucumber has gone up also. So were four ninety to five ringgit. I, I've been selling at one ninety nine before, but we're selling four ninety. And there's shortage. Okay, prices go up all the time. But but when it comes down, people tend to forget. People tend to forget. So I think there's a balance. Uh, so what I have done, and knowing very well, a good initiative, if not. Uh, 
not enough commitment. Huh? So I seriously, Maidin took the initiative. He said, we have, we will commit Janji Data Party. Uh, not like some politician. Maidin Janji Data Party. Okay, we will do it for three months. I can't say, and the people say, why not six months? Why not a year? I mean, I don't have the crystal ball, like you just mentioned. The cost of things might go exorbitantly very high that I might not be able to manage it. But three months, I think, I can see the crystal ball there. That three months, we should be able to manage. If we make a loss, God forbid, well, that's life. We have a couple of messages that have come in circling the same point. So Sabrina is saying um, the menu, Rahma, should get a dietitian involved. They should incorporate things like the one fourteen quarter half, uh, sorry, the quarter quarter half concept or accommodate vegetarians. Raj is also saying, how about food for vegetarians? I was wondering whether, uh, you know, there are thought processes behind this for special diets, for healthy meals, vegetarians and so on. We love to complicate our lives. You know, it's a very simple initiative. You know, when you complicate things, uh, it becomes more expensive, right? And when you put too many restrictions, which like how the government loves to do this, uh, it becomes more expensive. But seriously, for vegetarian, excellent idea. You know, I didn't think about it. You know what? It's going to be cheaper. <laughs> because the most expensive part of that meal is actually the chicken, which is the 225. I, I think I should come up with a cheaper one. You know, uh, for the vegetarians, come to my dinner, I give it to you at 350 or 4 ringgit. You know, <laughs> I, I'm sure we can do it. Eggs and tofu, yeah. Yeah, why not? Tofu, and come on, vegetarian is healthy, and why not? And why not? You know, and we purposely didn't uh, use beef, beef, you know, uh, mutton or beef, because many of us, uh, many don't eat it for religious reasons, many of us don't eat it for health reasons, you know, so we, we, we just managed uh, the chicken and the fish and uh, everything else. But excellent idea. Uh, Anil wants to know whether these restaurants or participating outlets could be given a lower electricity and water tariff. Like I said, you know what? Uh, this was also brought up at the press conference. Minister was there. I myself said it personally. We don't need any subsidy. Government has given enough subsidies. Let's stop this subsidy mentality. Uh, I think less interference from the government less rules, less regulation, let's run the business. Uh, we know how to make money. Uh, let's going after us for anti-profiteering act. Uh, I'm told uh, the last two days, uh, enforcement going around all the hypermarkets, supermarkets, checking on vegetable prices because prices are going up. I mean, that's their job. Do it. Uh, but, you know, we, we know the law well enough. I don't think many of us uh, try to abuse uh, these kind of things, you know. Uh, so, live and let live, lah. So the minister has assured that the government will be monitoring the Menurama initiative and that uh, they're also open to feedback from the associations and the restauranters. So are there plans in place in the event that restaurants are not able to sustain the menu? My dream was sustainable for three months. I can assure you that. If we can sustain it, then I ask the question why anybody else can't. Uh, we have overheads, everybody has overheads, right? I, I think uh, let's bite the bullet. La. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we can do it. Dato, if I may just um, circle that back to what you said earlier. It is a three-month initiative. Is there a possibility? What would it take for it to extend beyond that three months? If raw materials prices don't go up, it could be a forever initiative. You know, I mean, why not? I mean, uh, there was a, a, a riot or one Malaysia menu before. If you recall, many, many years ago, it was actually breakfast for two and lunch and dinner for four. Many years ago, uh, which was managed. But I think the main thing here is that as long as the minister keeps reminding us 
and the media keeps reminding us, where is that menu Rama that you were telling us all about? Then people will fall in place. The, the thing about this is always follow up. If you forget about it, I can assure you, even in my stalls, uh, when I walk yesterday morning, two of them have taken down the board. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see, they are humans, right? Okay? So I think, I said, no, 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 you promise, right? Uh, you know, I said, I didn't sign anything. But I said, no, you promise. Let's keep our promise. So uh, they put it up again. So I think uh, people are people. Uh, they need to be reminded. Uh, and I think uh, as long as the reminder comes in, uh, we will do it, definitely. My dean would not need a reminder. We will do it. So what other initiatives then do you hope to see in in addressing these issues concerning rising food prices, both in terms of finished food as well as, you know, raw ingredients? You know, I think we better we better not have too many initiatives. Mm. All right. I think this is one good initiative. Uh, I'm told that Minister wants to do a Baku Rama, uh, which he wants many of us to sponsor, which I don't agree because that becomes a cost. All right. Uh, but those who want to do it, well and fine. Uh, but let's make sure that we are not overburdened with additional costs. So we can do things in a very simple. I mean, MyDeed itself, I think, uh, two days ago announced that we will supply 5,000 package of this menu drama to the needies. We'll work with JKM. We'll probably give it to the students or wherever JKM feels necessary. I'm sure others can do that. You know, 5,000, that's 25,000 ringgit. Uh, but why not? Why not? I think... I think Feeding people is the best thing anyone can do. So you mentioned earlier that you're hoping to see more more take-up, that you're hoping for more people, more outlets, more uh, associations to participate. If people are listening and thinking, maybe I could, um, you know, how can they get involved? I think you just put something at 495 Ringgit, put it in social media, inform BFM and they'll call you for an update. <laughs> Well, Dato, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you. That was Dato Wira Amir Ali Maidin, Managing Director of Maidin, speaking to us about the menu Rahma. Uh, it was just launched on the 31st of January, five ringgit meals, uh, not just at Maidin, but also at 15,000 other outlets around the country. Let us know, are you eating out less these days? And when you do eat out, how much does cost factor into your choices? Uh, we'll be discussing that when we come back. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.38. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about the rising cost of eating out um, alongside the rising cost of food. So earlier we heard from Datuk Wira Amir Ali Maidin, Managing Director of Maidin, uh, who are part of the Menu Rahma initiative that's been launched nationwide, essentially providing meals for five ringgit uh, for people in need, uh, for anyone really. Five who, ringgit tops. Five ringgit max, yeah. yes. Um, and so we thought we would use this as an opportunity to to talk about the cost of eating out in general. We'd like to hear from you. Are you eating out less these days? And when you do, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we do have, to start things off, a caller on the line. Good evening, Renee. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. I would say that I applaud what my din. Uh, and what our minister have been, you know, advocating for this um, menu Rahma. And I think my ringgit is justifiable for 
people who are, you know, um, in the B40 or even F40 group. And I would say that uh, it's a, a big initiative that was supported by 15,000 restaurant owners, right? So it's a good it's a good thing because uh, feeding in Islam, even in our religion, is feeding people is like um, sedekah, which is a good deed, you know. So I believe that um, with uh, government being concerned on the, you know, daily necessities of this um, our rakyat, I think it's a, it's a good sign that it shows that we are, have this value, you know. Instead of we saying that, oh, we want high tower, or we want, you know, everything uh, on our side, but start feeding people. So I think that's uh, a good initiative. And I would say that uh, we should uh, we should take, uh, especially people who are need, in need, I think they should take advantage of this. And then five ringgit, maybe not a lot for some people, but five ringgit for a person, sometimes can make a break uh, their daily life, you know, so they can save five ringgit for their student um, education for their children, five ringgit per day, maybe about hundred per month for their education and then the future needs for children. Rene, thank you for your thoughts. Um, do send yours through as well if you'd like to call. In fact, that number is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also send us a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can WhatsApp us there. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a number of other thoughts coming in on uh, WhatsApp. Yes, primarily um, about menu Rahma, although it's a mixed bag. So let's start with this from Lee Jun who says, can we make sure that this is targeted at the people who really need it since the JKMs and various NGOs will have a list of people receiving brim or welfare so they'll know who needs it. And I think this is interesting but at the same time not the point of this particular initiative because it's not coming from the government anyway. Uh, This is private businesses um, deciding that they want to get involved with it and that and as we heard earlier, okay, it's not a lot of money, but it is still maybe up to a dollar, a ringgit a plate um, of profit. So there is that. But the other part of it is, um, I so I think targeted initiatives are excellent um, for when we're talking about public funds and therefore we want to make sure that they're being spent correctly and appropriately. But I sometimes wonder whether our focus on it and the uh, the fact that we we think that it is the better way or the more um the more tr- factual way of approaching something whether that adds unnecessary layers of bureaucracy and actually decreases access for people who need it so yeah exactly those things i have two thoughts on this one if we are expecting restaurants and and outlets to check a person's ability to afford something before making, you know, so basically they'll have to hold on to lists or a database or people will have to be issued some form of identification to do this, you're right. It adds complications and bureaucracy on the part of the people running this initiative. I'd like to go back also to what we heard um, that the that the, I mean, uh, didn't say just now, which was that if you want to get involved with this, just put up a 490 or 5 ringgit menu and then you're part of menu rahma and and that kind of ease of yes. you know kind of joining in on the initiative should also therefore be extended to people who are purchasing the items the other thing uh, i was thinking about it is that my my ability to oh, whether i fall into this category 
may fluctuate within a month or may fluctuate within the next three months. I don't know. Um, what if I don't get issued the thing that lets me know that I can have this in time? You know, all these things. I, I, I don't feel it's for this anyway necessary. No, yeah, there's a larger point to be made, I think. And and th- this has become even more obvious in the last few years, right? Where we talk about people who were previously in the M40 who now categorise at B4, uh, you know, B40 because of... Um, challenges because of periodic challenges and all of those things i don't think it we need to decide who deserves this i think offering it and 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 just thinking that it will reach the people who need the help is for the moment good enough. Like you said, if it's a question of public funds, then we have to perhaps have mechanisms that are accountable. In this case, I think it is a goodwill initiative that could go quite a long way without needing to turn it into something that is too complicated to execute. Uh, Look, simply says, as Mr. Maiden said, keep it simple. So Mm. there you go. Um, Meanwhile, we also have um, this from TIDJ, who says, Dato has a valid point. Um, IKEA's food court uh, is a good case study to look at. It operates at a loss, but what happens is that people spend more time there. The longer they're there, the more likely they are to spend, Uh, not to mention the goodwill factor as well. I'm sure that there will be an overall profit made here, and we shouldn't be thinking about the COGS and the profit margin of that one initiative, which I believe is likely to be at a loss. I'm I'm actually glad that Atok Maidin pointed out the intangible benefits of businesses running uh, these sorts of initiatives. And I think it's fair, because often... Often, you know, the question of what's in it for us is a valid question. And I think that there are, um, there is a lot, uh, there is a lot of benefits that come alongside running these sorts of programs. Goodwill, bringing more people in, publicity, being able to post about it, all of which add up uh, to quite a bit, even though you may not necessarily be making money off of that meal. I... I was also thinking, therefore, about what value there is for other businesses and other business associations that haven't gotten into it yet. Um, Earlier, some of the examples were, of course, fast food joints uh, as well as kopitiams. And if we're talking about healthy or at least meals with variety, meals that that fill stomachs but are also reasonably nutritious, I just think that there's a lot of opportunity there to provide for people and then to have them come in and have others know, like you said, that this is happening. I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm thinking mostly along the lines of whether more people, whether more businesses will want to join in on this for all the reasons that we're talking about. So Chia has a suggestion uh, for uh, Dato Iramaidin, but I think something that we could think about in a more general sense as well. Chia says, please start a paid forward initiative at your outlets. Uh, the public who want to pay ahead uh, and then you can keep track and then the poor can claim anytime at the food outlets. I know restaurants that do this on a piecemeal basis. You're able to go in, pay ahead for a meal that they will later give to someone in need. I think that's actually quite a clever initiative to put in place in a larger way. Uh, Yeah, I I would like to see people take that up, I think. Well, I think so too. Um, But there's also, if you turn it into a pay what you can, Mm. uh, rather than pay the five ringgit. So for example, if I go to a participating outlet and I'm willing to pay eight ringgit for the meal that we described earlier, which is a, a chicken or a fish of some kind, a vegetable, rice and a drink. And if I know that my three extra ringgit is going to go towards, you know, the towards a fund or towards something that helps to make this sustainable, then that would be good. Um, however, I think that 
because this is running on such a wide scale basis, that that one is difficult, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because there's no real way of knowing if I pay more that it will in fact be going towards the menu or towards a future meal. Well, another suggestion coming in from Adli, I think before we go for a break, uh, firstly, Adli says, it's all about volume. If you have a fixed high volume, many Rahma can last forever and everyone will want to join in. And then Adli goes on to say, have a menu sadaka, 20 ringgit, 5 ringgit for cost, 5 ringgit profit, 10 ringgit to sponsor two menu Rahma. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that that is definitely the way forward. Although then I go back to Lee Jun's um, earlier point, not so much about making sure that the people participating from the purchasing point of view qualify. But then if that's the case, I want to know what the businesses are going to do to ensure that if I purchase menu sadaka, that it does in fact go towards two menu rahmas. Yeah, no, that makes sense, right? Uh, Keep those thoughts coming. Are you eating out less these days? And when you do, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.48. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been talking about making making um, adjustments, I suppose, living with the rising costs of food, specifically when it comes to eating out. And uh, we'd like to hear from you whether you're eating out less these days. And when you do, how much does cost factor into the choices you make? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. We have a number of thoughts coming through on uh, exactly that, the increasingly expensive affair of eating out. So Mizi says, definitely eating carefully until I cannot afford to do so because cooking for two small eaters with diverse food preferences is also a challenge, often forced to buy in bulk and having to face an almost similar menu every other day. Furthermore, we don't have much time or energy to cook when you're stuck in a traffic jam or waiting for public transport that's late because they are also stuck in some traffic jam. So we'll continue eating out until our pocket runs out. By the way, Yisang pre-pandemic was 50 ringgit. Now it's hit 72 ringgit. Fast food porridge end of last year was five ringgit plus net now it's six ringgit plus before tax Mizi, you bring up a lot of really relevant points honestly because um you know we've noticed we've noticed as well how uh, for a lot of people the solution to the solution to it's expensive to eat out is well you should just cook more at home which i think on paper is a helpful suggestion but isn't always a practical suggestion and like you point out Mizi, the fact that uh, many people are time poor many people have a lot of other commitments uh, for some eating out is actually the only choice and that's when this com- becomes really complicated when you see an increase of um, as you pointed out one ringgit uh, from within the space of months yeah it also gets complicated because I think sometimes this is a quote-unquote choice that gets judged um, perhaps in ways that don't seem very fair because like we've been saying there are so many reasons as to why people might opt to eat out regularly and it does not always have to do with being flush uh, you know it, it often mm. has to do with some of what Mizi is describing uh, and I think that point about diverse food preferences was one that I hadn't thought about um, of having to cook for people who having to cook for people who might have very specific needs that a restaurant can easily accommodate a restaurant with a large menu for instance whereas cooking at home just you can't do that uh, this also came up in our previous show about I think the rising cost of raw 
raw materials, uh, raw food, um, and how if you're, say, a single person or even a, a small, maybe a couple, for instance, uh, that often the investment in all the other things you need to cook um, from your your sauces and your condiments and your and you know all of those things often may not always make sense. Malaysia still is relatively cheap to eat out, um, although it's increasingly getting less so. And so I think it's always a push and pull for many people. Um, how much can I invest in this in terms of time? How much can I invest in this in terms of a larger investment in cooking ability before deciding whether to eat out or not? We are getting some messages about costs, um, specifically to do with economy rice or japan. So Nick Tan says, in Singapore, you can get three to four Singapore dollars a meal easily. Malaysian food is too expensive. Economy rice, I used to take three dishes. It costs too much. Now I only take one meat, one veg. Um, Winston says, unfortunately, uh, Chinese japan has not gone down to five ringgit. It's very sad. I haven't eaten chapfan since the pandemic and I do miss it. But I have heard this. I've noticed this uh, with the banana leaf as well, uh, that increasingly yeah. it's gotten quite a pricey affair. Okay. And then the other thing here, right, is perhaps also because we have... This is separate to the Singapore point, which we can come back to. But um, in general, I think we've come, we've come to believe that vegetables are cheap and that it's only if you get a protein that it's costly. And yet at the height of, um, you know, vegetable prices are going up, everything's crazy. That's what my dad said, eight ringgit for tomatoes. Exactly. That um, caught me by surprise. I remember getting either, well, I'm muddling it now, either having a conversation in person or receiving a message while doing the show um, talking about how much a scoop of broccoli costs. Mm. Just a small scoop of broccoli, um, you know, and people would be like, oh, well, yeah, that's an extra four bucks now. And so there is something here, I think, about a just costs going up, um, economy rice, to be fair, not living up to its name because we hear this a lot, but also the the expectation of protein and veg and how we used to think that it's only if you take the protein that it will cost more. No, I, I agree. Um, I also think um, a lot of other things go into how people price their meals, right? If all their other overheads are also going up, even if the cost of raw material is lower, um, we're not likely to see that decrease anytime soon. Um, the Singapore point, though, is interesting to me because yeah. the easy or rather the obvious comparison there is that you get more bang for your buck with a Singapore dollar. Um, and therefore, that's why they can keep some of their prices lower. Yeah. Uh, and Sadly, though, the comparison, and I think it's the one that stings, is that if you go dollar to ringgit, that's when it really starts to feel, you know, very tough because you're talking about, say, $4 chicken rice compared to maybe up to 10 ringgit, you know, just for... So the I get it, but I think your argument or actually it's not an argument you know your statement of fact about the strength of the currency it's a big one it goes a long way so Hakim says get out of the matrix let's all help each other out bank CEOs with millions a month of pay do something no not hoard your wealth it doesn't matter where the money goes to menu Rahma or not as long as the money keeps the restaurants running so I think these are two separate points right the first being that we need to do better with wealth distribution which most of us would agree with um Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I said that so casually, but I'm not certain. Um, the other one, this I think was in relation to what we were talking about earlier, which was that 
if we go back to an, a suggestion that came in from someone, I can't remember who now, about Medu Sadaka and this idea that, okay, so you pay 20 ringgit for something. You know, therefore, that five ringgit of that is for your meal, five ringgit is for restaurant profit, and the, the last 10 ringgit is to pay it forward for two uh, menu Rahmas. Um, and we said, or rather I said, that maybe we need a way to know that that is in fact how the restaurant's going to use it. So I, I think um, what Hakim is saying that is it doesn't matter how the restaurant chooses to use mm. it as long as it keeps them running. I see the argument in that. I think for me, it's important to remember though that unless... I think for me, it's important to remember that they are ultimately profit-making machines or, or they're geared towards making profit and that therefore... I don't know. I I agree with you in general. I'm just worried that this would then lead to a deterioration in what's being offered. Well, speaking of wealth distribution, a couple of people making points about uh, pay. So Lok is saying, something is wrong with the economy when a 16-year-old who works at, uh, works at a fast food restaurant can't buy a meal after an hour's work. Mm. Uh, Daniel, meanwhile, says, unfortunately, the main issue is the salary in Malaysia. It's so low that any rise, of, rise in cost will affect us very badly. That's just true. Um, and that's something that we've talked about a lot because... And there are a few layers to this conversation, right? Because you could look at it from the perspective of um, what Lok is describing, which is the minimum wage. But even if you go upwards, if you go higher than that, then Danielle's point becomes true still, that even things that you could afford last month, sometimes you can't afford now. Keep those thoughts coming. Are you eating out less these days? And when you do, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be uh, getting into how to be conscious of prices when you're eating out. BFM eighty nine point nine. Brainy fancy material. BFM eighty nine point nine. It is 7.07. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are continuing our conversation on um, food prices. And we're asking you, are you eating out less these days? And when you do eat out, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. We do have uh, more messages on this. Yeah, let's just close off a little bit on uh, Menu Rahma because uh, just just to answer some questions. So Anil says, are Indian restaurants into this initiative? I still remember some time ago, a husband and wife, clearly B40, were sharing a banana leaf rice and they were told off by the restaurant workers not to share the meal, which is a very sad story. Um, so... 15,000 outlets uh, across the country. So Mm. it's hard to say exactly which individual outlets are involved. I think if they are, you will, I hope, certainly see it (laughs) displayed very clearly. Uh, But for what it's worth, the Malaysian Indian Restaurant Owners Association, or Primas, is part of the initiative. So there is that. Uh, Restaurants can also be a part of it, even without being part of the association. So hopefully, I mean, Anil, the next time you pop by a banana leaf, you can see if they've got a sign up. Um, Anon says, for the longest time, there were vegetarian restaurants offering two ringgit meals. I think there still are. I also think that some vegetarian restaurants still give free meals on uh, the 15th of the month. So I think you can plan that out. But then again, it's easier to 
have it maybe more readily available, not just on certain days. So that's actually the thing with something like this menu, Rahma, right? And even if even if restaurants don't want to necessarily participate in that, but having a clearly delineated um, offering that tops out at a certain affordable um, sort of ceiling um, would prevent exactly the kinds of uh, examples like Anil is, is uh, talking about, where... Um, I, I understand that for a restaurant, in terms of profit, in terms of running a business, if you have a meal that's meant for one person, two people sharing in it may not make sense. Especially when you can add on. Yes. Yeah. But the counterpoint to that is have a meal that is affordable, that people can um, come in and, and have a... and and pay what they can afford. And I think that's why I like this initiative, because it prevents exactly situations like that. Meanwhile, we have lots of thoughts about uh, eating out and eating cheaper. So KW says, I always have the intention to eat at cheaper places, but then I end up ordering everything on the menu because it's cheap. So there goes my <laughs> pledge to save money. I feel like we can't help you. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like you know what the problem is. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I agree. I, I do think, though, that this is perhaps a reality for many people. Oh, no, this is relatable. Yes. <laughs> uh, Lukman, meanwhile, says, I do eat out because I can't cook in my rented house and it's time consuming, especially when it comes to cleaning up uh, and then adds on menu rahma is a great idea. This is a real problem. Um, I, I think in shared housing situations and in shared housing situations where you actually don't have access to the kitchen, this is a real this is a real issue. Do keep those thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you whether you're eating out less these days, and when you do, how much cost factors into that. Uh, we will, however, also be joined very shortly by Rafik Hidayat, who's managing director of Wealth Vantage Advisory. So, if you have questions on how to manage your budget when it comes to eating out, when it comes to planning for food. You can send those through as well. Once again, you can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. And keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. It is 7.11. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're asking you whether you're eating out less these days. And when you do, how much that factors, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, joining us on the line is Rafik Hidayat, Managing Director at Wealth Vantage Advisory. Rafik, thanks for joining us today. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, let's start with, uh, I suppose, in some ways, the obvious question. How often do you eat out and is that something that you budget for? Um, okay. So I'll answer the second part of the question first. Uh, Okay, so um, I would actually put it as part of my budget, uh, how much I'm going to spend on a monthly basis or eating out. So because if we have included in the budget, then we know that's the amount that we can spend. How often do I eat out is actually linked to the time that I have available because uh, as a financial planner, my schedule is very flexible. Sometimes I I am actually meeting clients uh, at night or during lunch. So, and sometimes when we do meet, then I will also be eating uh, out with them. Uh, I'll try to eat with my family about maybe once or twice uh, on a 
weekly basis. But then now with uh, food delivery services, technically that is still eating up. So we do that kind of regularly. So if we look briefly then at Menu Rahma, where meals are going to be served at five ringgit each at a bunch of um, participating outlets, can you talk to us about how affordable options like this benefit people from all income groups, not just the B40? Mm, yeah, so basically, I think overall, uh, I think Menorama is a good initiative uh, because it's providing people with, I would say, a complete meal at affordable prices uh, at five ringgit per meal. So assuming that somebody would eat two full meals uh, per day, and if you times it by 30 days, so a person can uh, basically be spending about 300 ringgit a month. Uh, if let's say the person is uh, eating outside most of the time before, that can potentially be a saving anywhere between 200 to 300 ringgit a month per person. So it can be considered saving, especially for the lower end income groups. However, uh, I think this, while I think this is a very good initiative, um, it doesn't really solve the main issue, which is the income level of the majority of Malaysians, where we are still relatively low, hence we have to come up with this type of stopgap measures. Mm. Broadly speaking then, how much would eating out uh, eat into our monthly expenditures? Um, if uh, similar to that, similar to what I was saying just now, so if let's say somebody were to spend about 20 to 25 ringgit per day, eating out if let's say you live in Klang Pali, assuming you're single, you hardly cook at at home. So 30 days would be about 700 to 750 ringgit. If you're talking about uh, somebody who's earning like 2000 a month, that's what 30% of their monthly monthly income. So if you're talking about somebody who earns lower, which is what potentially minimum salary, that's about half of the income if they were to do that. So eating out obviously is not the most economical option, but at the same time, it's, it's more time saving. And sometimes we uh, we do go for those options because of the time-saving features. But um, if, let's say, we can't afford it, my, my advice would always be to also prepare food at home uh, because then generally it would probably be cheaper. But the flip side is that um, it would take a lot more time for you to prepare. So what advice then do you have for people when it comes to how to budget for eating out on a regular basis? And if we expand that, how does it change depending on whether we're talking about single people, couples or families? So I think uh, eating eat, eating or eating out. So uh, should, shouldn't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it can't be a big portion of your monthly income, although as much as possible, because there are other things that you have to take into account when you talk about your overall budget. But assuming you can limit it to potentially like, uh, like I said, like max about 20 to 25 ringgit uh, per day, uh, if you're living in Klang Valley, uh, that would be, I wouldn't say affordable, but that would be doable uh, for somebody who's earning about 2,000 to 2,500 a month. If you can reduce it further now with Menurama, so basically that would be about 300 ringgit a month, then that would be a big cost saver. Uh, but overall, I think when you talk about eating in general, um, the best cost saving measures is still cooking. Uh, 
Uh, you can plan your meals in advance. So when you buy your groceries, as a travel, so you can plan your meals like two or three days in advance. So you can save time on cooking. And that overall will also help you save with regards to the amount of money that you spend uh, eating. Because eating out, we have to take into account that it's slightly more, it's going to be slightly more expensive because we are also paying for uh, not only the profits of the people who are selling it, but also the costs that they incur, like uh, servers, cooks, their restaurants, uh, their raw materials, things like that. So naturally, it will be more expensive than cooking it ourselves. Do you have tips uh, for those who do have to eat out more often than not? Uh, do you have tips on how to cut down on costs? Uh, for instance, opting not to order a drink with a meal first. Yeah. So um, when I used to when I used to work before, so I used to work uh, in my last job. I used to work uh, near near the curve. So uh, there are a lot of food options there. So even though I was already earning comfortably back then, uh, I made it an effort to look for cheaper alternatives. So example, when I was working there between 2010 to 2014, um, there were there was like a few uh, places that sold chicken rice. Um, obviously, you had the chain that was selling it at double uh, uh, double digit figures. Then you had the nearby food court that was selling it about seven to eight ringgit uh, without without drinks. And then we had the cheapest option near the office, which was a bit of walk, so about ten to fifteen minutes. So we walked from the office. Uh, but uh, that was selling it at four ringgit ninety cents. So one tip that I would have that I would have is actually looking for alternatives if you do have to eat out because there are still cheap alternatives. Uh, it's just that it might not be as publicized as uh, what Menorama is because even near the office that I work now, there are uh, options that are expensive, but. Even before Menu Rahma, I could still get uh, meals, uh, meals with drinks about six ringgit, and the it's it's not even like your mineral water is like your teh o ice or syrup or limau ice together with the meal. So it is possible. It's just that sometimes you might, if let's say you do have to eat out, you you have to do a bit more research to find the cheaper alternatives. And how does food delivery factor in here, especially considering cost versus convenience? Uh, obviously, food delivery is a big convenience for especially working working adults and parents. Obviously, uh, I do use it uh, regularly uh, to purchase food for my kids, especially uh, when we're working, so that because we don't have the time to bring them out or cook for them. So generally, the food delivery service is. Uh, is very helpful for people like me or other parents out there. Uh, it's just that you know that when you have the convenience, you actually have to pay for it. So hence, it's going to be more expensive than purchasing it yourself. And if you do the comparison, the co the actual cost price for the food delivery, not including the delivery, the delivery charges, is higher than the actual menu menu items if you were to actually make a drive to the place that you can uh, order from. So uh, because again, uh, due to the convenience that you get, so the food delivery company wants to earn a certain portion because then the delivery charges would then be paid to the uh, to the person doing the delivery. So again, 
if you you have extra money, then going from convenience makes sense. But if you're looking into, okay, how do I manage my uh, budget? How do I reduce my cost? So then, like I said, you need to look for uh, cheaper alternatives uh, around you. You need to cook yourself because even when you cook yourself, you can buy your raw material from uh, expensive supermarkets or you can buy your uh, raw materials from like the uh, wet market. So, and the cost of the total amount of money that you spend will be different. Okay? So in, in the end, the how you manage your finances is ultimately also related to the choices that you make. If let's say, okay, I don't have the time or I can't cook, I'm too lazy to cook, then your options are, okay, let's go out, let's find cheap, cheap options. If But say, okay, I can't stomach the cheap option foods, then you need then to find... Uh, food that you can eat but it might cost you a bit more if let's say then that uh, is a pressure on your own uh, monthly budget then you have to then look into maybe there are other things that I have to reduce in terms of spending or you probably potentially need to look for a better paying job so that you can afford those expenditures. Rafik, thanks for speaking with us today. Yeah. That was Rafik Hidayat, Managing Director at Wealth Vantage Advisory. Uh, do keep sending your thoughts through. Are you eating out less these days? And when you do, how much does cost factor into your choices? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Just to close off, we have a few more messages. Yes. So, um, let's see. Mike says, Surprisingly, I managed to save more than 10k out of my food budget in the first two years of the MCO just by eating home. But, you know, there's the hassle of grocery shopping, cooking and cleaning. Home-cooked meal is definitely the healthier option. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that it is really... um, I don't think that I'm arguing that cooking at home isn't an option and perhaps a very good one. I'm just saying that perhaps it's an option that's not available or easy for everyone which mike yes. is acknowledging right because it is that it's not and the just mco hassle. point is very yeah. very relevant because i also managed to cook a lot more because i was at home a lot more yeah and you could even cook fancier mm. because you could afford to because you weren't spending on petrol so you know there's there's a lot of stuff that was more available during the mco rather than now and um i love cooking but regular cooking especially alongside a busy work life, can really grind you down. And and I think that not enough people talk about that. Just to close off, perhaps on a slightly depressing note, uh, PS2 says, Chinese mixed rice or chap fan is still the most economically affordable among the lot, uh, despite an increase in prices for all. Um, A mixed rice with three dishes, uh, six to eight ringgit, still doable. Of course, you can't compare to roti chanai or nasi lemak, which is not the same as dishes. This is interesting. Um, I feel as if nasi champo, um, like Malay nasi champo, is consistently cheaper. Uh, I would also think so, right? Uh, and I, but I say this as someone who doesn't often take the meat. Mm. So, uh, but if I'm comparing like to like, I feel like if we're talking six to eight ringgit, I get that more often with Malay sellers. Ooh, I feel like we are now edging too close to when we have to close off the show to open up this conversation. I know, but, yeah. but it's a, it would have been but a nice one. Yeah. For another day, I think, um, actually specifically choices that people make and what they think is the best bang for buck, I suppose. Uh, anyway, we've been talking about uh, the cost of eating out and uh, whether 
that factors into your choices on how you eat out and where. You can continue calling us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.